And that's the thing. It's like the wealthy protect their own. And I, when you have them up in the government doing this shit and they've been doing it for years, decades even. You know how long Nancy Pelosi has been involved in politics? And this is, this is to all the potential conservative listeners that are listening to this and think that progressives won't come after their own. Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat. She's fucking corrupt. Recording. Okay. Yes, we are live. <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> sure. Um, happy 420, Blaze It. <laughs> if you're waiting Thank to say you. That. I'm yeah. I'm sure you were. Um, have you done anything for 420 today? Nope. <laughs> nice. I actually am very <laughs> proud because one of our interns made an Instagram reel for us to post on 420 about like how Wisconsin communities can benefit from legalizing marijuana and she got over like almost 7,000 views I think um which is pretty great that's like at the top of like our most viewed reels I think our other most viewed reel was over 7,000 so that's pretty dope I mean I feel like legalization everywhere would benefit a lot of people in different ways because also the war on drugs is more than a little bs yeah, I mean, well, our organization is specific to Wisconsin. Oh, yes, 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 her, yes, her of course. Video was for Wisconsin, but yes, yes, obviously, it would benefit all of us. So, how are you doing on this day? Let's check in. Yeah, check in. Um, I'm well. <laughs> what? Shuri uh, just went through my duffel bag that I haven't unpacked from our trip this weekend, and she's now pulled out. Um, Oh, a shirt. She's pulled a shirt out and is now chewing on it, which I, at this point, I'm like, go off, sis. <laughs> she said, you took too damn long to unpack. I'm going to help you. Yeah, she's literally just laying there <laughs> with it in her hands and she's happily gnawing on my stuff. But <laughs> that's cool. We're Gucci. Hey, speaking of weekend trips, I haven't told you about this yet, but um, well, things are still going really well with Nick. He invited me on a little weekend trip next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Yeah, we're going to Boston. Massachusetts? Yeah, because he lived there for a while and his his best friend lives there. So he he planned this little trip for himself anyway. And then, you know, like before we met and then he asked if I wanted to go. And I just had to make sure I could take that Thursday off for travel. Because mm-hmm. obviously I can't work on the road and I got it cleared. So we're going to go. It's a longer road trip than you would think. How it's, long is it? It's like seven plus hours. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, but I'm ex- I'm like excited. You know, it's like a good next thing for us to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I haven't been, I've been in Boston once when I was like very little. So I basically don't remember it. So I'm excited <laughs> to like get a quick little annotated experience of it. Yeah, for sure. Boston's dope. I haven't been either, but. Oh, how do you know then? Would love to see. Um, One of my close friends is a resident of Boston. Oh, okay. How fun. (laughs) And I almost got a job in Boston. I mean, I was offered a job in Boston, but I did not take it. When was that? Okay. I had life before I met you. (laughs) Oh, sometimes I forget. (laughs) So I mentioned to you earlier that I had an item I wanted to reveal to you. Yes. Um, Okay, so I uh, I went to Target today because I need to get a few things. Um, funny enough, you know how the, the last time I went to Target, I told you that like this always happens to me where the thing at the top of my list 
something happens and I don't end up getting it or I forget about it. Okay. This time I made a literal list (laughs) and I picked up everything I had on the list. At the top of my list was a Swiffer wet jet because um, when Nick comes to visit, he brings his dog, Sasha. And now that they're coming to visit, I just want to be able to like clean my floors more effectively. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have a mop. So (laughs) I had it. Like I had everything on my list. I brought it to self-checkout. I set the Swiffer wet jet on the floor near checkout and I did all the little scanny scans. I went back to my car. I got Duncan. I came back. Um, I Did it disappear? Well, here's the thing. So like after, because right when I got back, we heard the verdict in the Chauvin trial and I was listening to that for a while. And then I made dinner and then as I was sitting down to relax, so this is like hours later at this point, um, I realized I just had a head moment where I was like, I left that motherfucker at the self-checkout. <gasps> now, granted, I did, not, <laughs> I did not pay for it. <laughs> yeah, laugh at my pain. Um, I did not pay for it. So I, I didn't scan it, which is good. So I didn't, I'm not out any money, but it is frustrating. It's like, of course. Um, of course. <laughs> I actually, I've done that before, but not with like large items. I've done that with like eggs or like milk or something, or I'll set it down and then I'll just like scan all my things and I'll leave. And I'm like, I forgot my milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but the thing I got at Target that I want to show you, um, mm-hmm. obviously our listeners won't be able to see your, your facial reaction, but I'm hoping to get some sort of audio reaction and I will describe what it is once you see it. Okay. You ready for this? you did not wait 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 (laughs) okay so for those who are listening i am holding in my hand a talking doll version of the one and only babu frick from star wars the rise of skywalker our king our lord and savior babu frick he said he says six things Wait, oh my god i want him to say the thing Uh-oh. no you know what i'm talking about let's mm-hmm. see I th- this let's is it i feel it, it. yeah <laughs> how did you know <laughs> i love this little man um, oh my god well i don't know if you remember but like closer to when the film came out i sent you a snap of this and it was like full price and you were like oh, zach yes. do not buy that i do remember because um, it was like 40 dollars. this mm-hmm. little man was on sale for twelve dollars wow. at Target today, and I now said, "No, that is and that and let's let be clear, he did forget the one thing he he came to Target <laughs> for, but he loved with Babu Fricks." <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's a win. Um, oh, I love him. He's so cute. He's he's gonna sit right next to my baby Yoda on my chair. Oh, my two little sweet. wrinkly Star Wars buddies. We love wrinkly Star Wars characters. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he's great. By, by the way, I, I realized that in my story, I totally glossed over um, the Chauvin trial verdict. I like mentioned it in passing basically, but I don't know if, if you want to give it the respect and time it might deserve because it is a pretty big deal. I don't think he deserves any respect or time. Well, that's not, I, obviously not him, but. I mean, it, it's, I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because I just don't want to put like a lot of our listeners in the position to have to endure this if they're like not comfortable with listening to stuff in relation to 
George Floyd and all of the things happening. But yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's great, but it's like, okay, we can sigh that we can sigh and be relieved, but it's just, it's not the end. And honestly, it's still sad that George Floyd had to die, period. Like, so that's, that's still what's getting me. And then the fact that he's not the first person to die like that on camera. And he's so far the only person who's actually received quote unquote justice. So, I mean, it's, yeah, like it's good for now, but we still need to do more. Yeah, true justice would be reforming the police system so that this doesn't happen ever again. So obviously the work is nowhere. I just felt like it was, since it's a pretty big news story that happened today, I felt like we needed to just address it. Otherwise people would be like, why did they talk about that? So we talked about it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but as for our topic today, we do not have a guest this week, but that's all right. We can keep the show going with just our own little selves, but we do have a lot to discuss because this week we're talking about being exhausted by the rich, the wealthy, the the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, lots to unpack, lots to unpack. Many a things. Where should we start? I think we should start by including in the audio mix a recording of Gal Gadot changing the world and ending the pandemic <laughs> by singing Imagine on Instagram. Let's just, if you can, you know, put, put that in. Imagine there's no heaven. I'll, I'll try my best. Um, you're really giving me these audio editing homework assignments. But yeah, we did, we did address the whole Imagine fiasco during the pandemic episode because it was, it was like half pandemic related, half rich people are stupid related. So it is worth addressing <laughs> again. Yeah. Just every time I remember that that happened in the whole world, it was collectively like, who asked for this? It's just the best. <laughs> Oh, yeah so we can that'll it'll come up again when we talk about how celebrities just kind of need to shut up but um i do think first of all this is like i did some homework for this episode just because i was like glad you did yeah i wanted to drop that data just so it would feel like a really substantial uh critique um so i was kind of surprised when i found out that the U.S. has the most, well, not not surprised. I was surprised at the number. Like, I'm not surprised that the U.S. has the most millionaires out of any country in the world. But the fact that we have 18,614 millionaires in this oh country, God. which is four times more than China. They have like around 4,500. And China is the most populated country on this planet. Yeah, it, that's insane. Yeah, China has three times the population as us but we have more than four times the amount of millionaires. That's the epitome of hoarding resources. Yeah. I'm interested to see like how the poverty rates compare as well. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that's where it gets a little bit more complicated because there's obviously a whole bunch of geopolitical uh, excuse me, geopolitical and bureaucratic things that go on, go into like what defines poverty per country. Um, Cause obviously like the U S has its own defined 
poverty or like what the government considers the poverty line um, per household. Uh, But you're right about resources. You're right about like just hogging the resources. Cause I also find it really interesting that apparently as of 2016, the amount of stock, so the total percentage of stock owned by the top 10% of individuals is 84%, meaning that 84% of all stocks on the market are owned by the top 10% of people in this country. In 2001, <laughs> that number was only 71%. So the gap oh is God. getting bigger, 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 bigger completely unrelated but today at the dog park oh this um, is unrelated who was <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm getting to something a woman who was there i overheard her talking about how she tried to buy um amc and um oh god what was the other one maybe like was it are you talking about gamestop some, like some Old gamestop thing that happened recently Related, but she was like, oh, I bought this, this, and this last December. And she was like, I thought it was going to blow up. And then she goes, I actually lost money. (laughs) I was like, ooh. I mean, I wasn't in the conversation. (laughs) Well, it's probably because she didn't have... Well, that's Uh, the thing, though. It's like the stock market was maybe originally it was set up for quote unquote to everyone, but it is not not, um, situated in a way that is set up for the common person to succeed and to make money, which is why the whole recent GameStop stock market fiasco was a big deal yeah. because it's 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 designed to make rich people richer as a lot of things are. Um, but, you know, like, th- let's just call it like it is. Insider trading is still a thing, even though there's apparently laws and legislation against insider trading. Right. It happens out the wazoo. I was going to, make a point to mention this whenever we talk about politics specifically, but like, you know, Nancy Pelosi makes millions in stocks and you th- we're, we're expected to believe it's just a coincidence that she serves on all these committees and, and invests in stocks like weeks before Microsoft, for instance, announces that they're, they have a huge military contract. Yeah. It's still a thing. Mm. So it's designed to keep the rich richer. Okay. Right, right. Very interesting. Oh, Nancy. Yeah. There really is a lot to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, that I just talked about the top, like the, the first quarter of, oh my God, sorry. I'm looking at our screen and Sherry deadass like appeared over Ely's shoulder as if yeah, this was psycho she likes- and she was about to start stabbing. Oh, oh, oh. She's dragging me over. Oh my God. <laughs> she likes to jump on my shoulder sometimes and like lick my ear, but now she's like trying to choke oh me. <laughs> I'm going to die. Oh <laughs> she really popped up behind you like she was about to go in for the kill. Um, but anyway, I was going to say we have only covered like the top quarter of our first page of the outline. So that's what I meant, but there's a lot. To Let's get into it. Yeah. Um, so we are, I already mentioned the pandemic because obviously the pandemic and the rich and the economy have all been very connected, but I, I wanted to note that like the 1% totally profited off the suffering of millions of innocent people during this pandemic. Um, across the globe, but particularly in this country. And 
I just think it's not a good time. Well, yeah, like let's talk about people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos who got like significantly richer during the pandemic. Gross. Yeah, Bezos, like, okay, despite the fact that this man went through a divorce and and lost a significant chunk of his money despite the fact that he stepped down as amazon ceo and i don't know why he mm-hmm. thought that was going to do something because like <laughs> he was like <laughs> he really like what did you think that was going to do your com- he really walked up and said <clears throat> as a student, i'll be stepping down you're welcome okay yeah so like despite all that he's still the richest man on the planet Right. Um, right. <laughs> and despite all that, despite the the boon that Amazon experienced this year because of everyone ordering things offline. Boon? Yeah. B-O-O-N? Yeah. What is boon? So if 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 you could say like uh this country experienced an economic boon, it's like a it's like a trove. Uh, uh it's not boom. No, you could say boom, but like boon is definitely a thing. This is your vocab word of this episode, kind of like comeuppance. No, no, <laughs> not boon. Hold on. <laughs> Google boon. it. I'm Googling it right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> A thing that is helpful or beneficial. Yep. <laughs> I hate that. I'm so- yeah so despite the fact that amazon experienced quite the don't say it again this year (laughs) their workers are still treated like shit and have to pee in bottles oh my gosh and the propaganda has just increased like have you seen all the commercials the news specials twitter accounts i'm never going back to my old job it's like sis if you're being held at gunpoint we can help you yeah oh sherry doesn't like amazon either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she said she does not like amazon she said fuck jeff bezos <laughs> she really did. she heard that and she was like <laughs> yeah so this pandemic has done nothing if not made the rich richer and more despicable because they just saw an opportunity and they took it of course we're speaking in generalizations but i don't think the rich right. deserve my sympathy no, honestly, there's nothing that could happen to a rich person that I'd be like, oh, because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, money can solve a lot of your problems. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, honestly, and truly, the whole adage, people are like money can't buy happiness. Uh, yes, the fuck it can. Well, here's the thing too. It's like if we look at crime and like trying to implement like a transformative justice style society, like it's rooted in money and equitable like an equitable society like where people can all have the things that they need to live and it's just like if you have tons of money there's honestly nothing that can really bother you that bad (laughs) yeah yeah because money connects all things and especially since like like politicians in particular there's there's been this myth that conservative politicians and a lot of progressive ones have believed that like crime causes poverty for instance when all research and studies have pointed to the fact that it's reversed that poverty causes crime which causes community degradation which causes bad education you know it's it's a cycle that's caused by money right so yeah and and obviously we're we're going to be talking a lot about mainly american 
folks in the American systems of wealth. Yes, as we are both American and have not occupied um, outside of America. <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of crime, actually, I, I wrote down that America values personal wealth more than personal responsibility. So it's like, you know, that idea that the wealthy, they're prosecuted differently or they're not prosecuted at all than like common folk and they get off easier um cough cough the college admissions scandal cough 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 a shit ton of things and of course this interacts with race as race interacts with everything but um you know cough cough brock turner who comes from a wealthy family um and he got off i mean again he's white he's a white male but um yeah, there's, there's just so many examples. Think of all the white collar crime. And even if they are prosecuted, they get to go to those like plushy prisons that you see in like the Wolf of Wall Street where they get to play pool and golf while they're quote unquote in prison. Yeah. Um, or even like in terms of like valuing wealth over responsibility or integrity, think about how Trump was like, he's he was a literal president of this country and was still able to run his for-profit corporation while he was in office and yeah, that was just somehow allowed that shit crazy it's crazy because because this country values wealth over basically anything else yeah it's just laughable like how pathetic how pathetic things are run yeah and meanwhile I hate it here. <laughs> meanwhile 40 percent of americans don't have money in the bank for a sudden $400 expense. I know that was kind of- a, I sure as hell do not. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like, that was a big story. Um, I think it was in 2019. And I remember a lot of pundits seem to be shocked by that. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not that shocking from the people on the ground. Um, yeah, honestly, it, it really isn't. <laughs> And the people who are shocked, it's like, yeah, they are rich or benefit from the flaws in our society. Well, yeah, well, think about think about all of the folks that work service positions. Think about all the young people who, you know, maybe they were lucky enough to get a full-time position, but it's it's doesn't pay nearly as much as it should to live comfortably. Like just the fact of the matter is, is that the way that wages work in this country, uh, excuse me, and like wages and compensation saving is hard saving is hard and think about all the other factors too like if you're with someone if you're in a couple makes it easier to save accumulate wealth than if you're single so our society also yeah. encourages coupling in a way Blech. um <laughs> it was like not for me um yeah and i also read this really interesting article from the american psychological society and they were saying that based on research, um, you know, citizens that live in more competitive free market systems cared more about money, power, and achievement than people who lived under more cooperative systems. Um, and that the more people care about money and power, the less they care about community and relationships, which mm. is not necessarily an aha moment because I think that's yeah. pretty <laughs> obvious. But it's just it's it's stating sometimes stating the obvious is helpful. You know, of course, like money and, and power are centered on the self and like self-actualization. Um, it, it's a very, I don't want to call it a selfish pursuit, but it's definitely not 
communal. Right. I just see I'm I'm getting like kind of down with this episode. It's just making me feel I, powerless. I'm, I'm kind of learning more things. Honestly, before this, I was more of a just like, oh, fuck the rich. I mean, obviously fuck the rich, but seeing all this data you you dug up is interesting. Well, yeah, it's just I don't know. I I am pretty into politics. In fact, I remember at one point I wanted to major in poli sci before I went into undergrad. And a lot of politics, um, at least like day-to-day coverage is centered on, like you would think it's centered on legislation, but not a lot of that has happened in these days, at least meaningful legislation. So a lot of it is focused on money and how well and the fact that so many of our politicians are like the wealthy percentage of america it's like is almost politics almost has to become like a game of understanding wealth and distribution over actual politics yeah and i also i find it continually fascinating just like think about the idea of spending money and i think about this a lot like how to me, you know, I, I would consider myself, I make a comfortable wage. And I and I don't mean that in a rich people sense where they'd be like, oh, I make a comfortable wage and they're making like, you know, six figures. No, I, I mean like literally comfortable where I can pay my bills and have money left over for things. But I still have, I still have moments where I get sticker shock and it's with like, the weirdest things like Wait, for can inst- you elaborate what is sticker shock sticker is like it's like oh i need this or or more specifically i want this and you look at the price and it's like oh shit that's a lot of money and i think about oh, this a okay, lot okay. yeah i think about this a lot like the perception of price so for instance um we're gonna take it back a little bit but when i was buying a couch for my new apartment early last year i was like you know it if you go to Ikea, for instance, they have couches that are like 700, 800 into the thousands of dollars. And I literally could not fathom paying that much money for a couch, even though it's something you would use every day. I just can't fathom spending that. So I ended up buying like a $450 couch. And to me, that's just like, that's a lot of money. But then you think about the, um, the sheer amount of wealth that wealthy people have. And that's just a drop in the bucket for them something like that something that like us common folk would fret about and think about it's nothing to them and they're out here buying like you know their 14th Lamborghini that they're going to drive three times a year well I feel like it's a generational thing too I don't know exactly why well actually no I do know why because like millennials and gen z obviously like don't have the the systems in place where we can make as much money as like boomers did. And so I feel like we place less value on like objects, like things like a couch. It's like, we're not going to be like, Oh, okay, well, that's just how much it costs. Let me spend it because we, I mean, one, because we really can't, but two, because like the way that we have to be with money, like we have an incredible amount of student loan debt. We went through a economic crisis, multiple economic crises. Yeah, two. <laughs> yeah, so like the fact that we've grown up in the society that we have, I feel like has caused us to place so much less value on items and things where like we, our go-to is always to just go with the cheaper option because it's just never worth it for us. Well, yeah, and, and maybe it's just my 
system of thinking, again, I, I feel fortunate, but when I, when I tell people that I worry about money, it's not necessarily like I worry about being able to pay for things, but I feel like I'm constantly thinking, you know, for instance, like the couch, I'm like, that is two months worth of groceries, or I'm making these comparisons to, um, tangible things. And I guess that's, that's a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm in the the business of treating myself to things. Um, yeah, I, I just get like, my mind gets twi- twisted up when I think about what some people spend on things. And I, I guess where this is going is I'm thinking about it in terms of if I was wealthy, or if I had that amount of money, would I do that? Like, do you ever think about if I was wealthy, would I still behave in the same way? Or does it corrupt you? Oh, 100% all the time because also like my big anxiety thing is money. Like I'm always, for some reason, always worried that I'm not going to have money for my bills, even though I do. So I constantly am like anxious about money, but I think about it all the time, like how celebrities live in these big ass houses. And I'm just like, why? Like that's, that's like the biggest thing for me is like, if I had money, I would just still probably occupy a space that is big enough just for me. And that's it. Like, it's just a little bit ridiculous to me how, even if you do have money, like why spend it on these lavish, luxurious, unnecessary items when you could just like save it or help others with it. I don't know. Maybe that I, I mean, maybe I just had the bias of the fact that I don't have money. (laughs) So I don't see the point to it, but I truly don't think I would be one to spend like that. Even if I did have money, like if money was an unlimited resource, I just genuinely don't see myself doing that. Well, yeah, that this is where I start to wonder if the fame aspect of, of most wealthy people, I would say, or, or a good portion of wealthy people, there's a fame aspect of it. And we can get into this later, but I think a lot of like the the whole obsession with labels and and getting the latest greatest thing and the cars and the big houses has to do with maintaining that fame and maintaining that status. Um, but you do see, regardless of fame, just often like indulging in in excess, and that's where I think if I were that wealthy, would I care about excess? Because I don't care about it now. So maybe yeah, like maybe or not even maybe if I was a millionaire. I would get like one really nice car, like top of the line car. Um, I would hire like housekeeping service. I would do those things, but why do I need four cars, five cars? Why do I need a house that has 17 bathrooms when it's just me and like maybe a partner living in it? It's the excess that I get lost in. And I, I just, I'm at a loss when I think about the motivation behind that. Well, we kind of, it's a very American thing. Yeah. Like we talked about in our sustainability episode too, about like how we just overbuy, overindulge in a lot of things. And it's not even just like a spending money problem. It's a sustainability problem at this point. Like that's the reason why the fashion industry is so damaging. Like that's the reason why, well, not the only reason, but part of the reason why we're in the climate crisis, because we act like we need to repurchase so many things and it's just like for what (laughs) yeah I I mean America does have an obsession with buying things and it's it it's definitely begun it's it's gone beyond the wealthy at this point like everyone is obsessed with buying things and I 
it's it's rooted in materialism, which is perhaps obvious, but um, yeah, like going back to the rich, instead of like instead of sharing the wealth or or making a legitimate investment into philanthropy of some kind, and don't come at me with this like I'm gonna call it fake philanthropy where. It, uh, like the example I gave in the outline, I was like your $10,000 donation to the LA County Museum of Art, just so you can attend their fancy gala and continue to flex your wealth does not count. Well, and then like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like museums are important, art is important. Yeah. But like, what is a $10,000 donation to an art museum doing for the people living in the projects or like the people that need organizations in the community that would actually be directly helping them? It's like people can feel all all as good and well as they want to about donating to local theaters or um, art museums or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, who exactly are you helping other than the executive director who's sitting at the top making $200,000 a year? Well, that's because rich people love to invest in this abstract idea of culture that's removed from the humans that make it. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's why you see like, you know, the theater community, for instance, obviously pre-COVID was so hoity-toity because rich people love doing that. They're like, oh, the culture of it all, the culture, because that's to do with status. It's a very, right. you know, it's 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 what's in, it's what's in style, it's what's classy. It has nothing to right, do right. with the human element. It has nothing to do with the people on that stage. It has nothing to do with the artists that paint those paintings that hang in the fancy museum has nothing to do with that. Well, and then the interns at the theater company that they're donating to are also living off of food stamps. Ooh, largest theater was company in Wisconsin. You could. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another conversation though. <laughs> well, that's for a conversation we already had. We still have yeah. more, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the consumer culture, I, I just think at this point, labels and brands, they've taken on meaning as symbols of class of in and of themselves so I don't want to say regardless of quality because it's obvious that you know a Gucci bag is higher quality than a bag you get at Marshall's um, and in fact let's give them a little bit of credit I think Leah might have hinted at this during our climate change episode but like you know this is why part of sustainability has to do with privilege is because these brands you know, they do make higher quality goods that'll last longer and they might outsource, but regardless of quality, it's the name, like it's the name Mm -hmm. that matters. And that's why you see these celebrities, they flex it on, on social media. It has to do with status. I think about too, the people who purposely buy like cheaply made bags that look like the bags that are made more expensive, literally also because of the name and the knockoffs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like that, if anything, proves that it's not really, uh, oh, I'm going to buy this because it'll last longer. It's like, no, you're buying that because you want to show people that you clearly had enough money to buy that bag. And somehow that makes you think they will think higher of you, which they might, but uh, it's just a messed up thing. Exactly. We're conflating wealth with uh, wealth and material possessions with self-worth. And I hope I never get to that point where I'm like, I need to get a knockoff Gucci Prada something just to make it seem like I have money. Like I honestly don't give a shit. I know people who do that. And it is honestly so cringy to me. (laughs) 
or I know people that literally spend money that they don't have just because they want like that one pair of red bottoms. And it's like, why, why? Also, I'm not materialistic at all whatsoever. And I know that there are reasons why these people that I know specifically are like that, but it's just like, oh, it's so cringy to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of that influence is, is out of their control. I mean, we say it all the time, but media influences a whole lot of our perspective. And since we idolize the rich and famous, particularly like the, the Hollywood set, you know, it's, it's almost inevitable if you're soaking all of that in for your whole life and you don't put in a lot of energy into critiquing that or deconstructing that and what that means to you that you're going to want to follow in those footsteps as best you can. And I, and I think America as a country, we still have, believe it or not, there's still a lot of people that believe in this idea of the American dream, but believe in it in, in, in a tainted way. Like I think the, the, people who still believe in that idea, they believe in a new different version that has to do with money and wealth and excess and not necessarily the traditional definition of the American dream, which was just simply like, you can do anything you set your mind to, which is obviously still false. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry is. to, I, I, I hate I don't hate it. I mean, I appreciate people that are like, oh my God, I'm living the American dream. If they truly did build themselves up to be successful and that's what they feel like. But I just hate that they still perpetuate the idea that the American dream is like easily achievable and like actually exists. <laughs> well, let's call out the biggest flaw with the American dream. By you saying that you believe in it and by saying that you achieved it, you're whether you think it to be conscious or not, you're insinuating that everyone who wasn't able to succeed. And of course, the definition of succeed varies on what scenario, what situation we're talking about, but you're insinuating that everyone else who didn't make it didn't try hard enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. And I feel like that also perpetuates the hustler culture that like, oh, I have to hustle so hard and I can't take any handouts, blah, blah, blah. It's like, huh? Yeah, we should have an episode on that because there's a lot to unpack just with that yeah, in general. Oh I, um, you will automatically get unfollowed from me on Instagram if I see you post some work hard, blah, 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 this, that, and the other type shit. Like, honey, you are blinded by capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going back to labels, um, I know you had a couple of ones you wanted to talk about, but in regards to like the common folk, which I, I like that phrase instead of saying like, non-rich people so I'm just going to keep saying the common folk um but like we perpetuate this obsession as well um and the example I thought of is I don't personally care about it because I'm not a car person and I I'm, I don't care about labels but think about all the people you know who like if they see a Tesla on the street they're like oh ooh, a Tesla you know like think about I feel like that's a fairly common thing like just just the everyday person being like Ooh, look at that symbol of wealth. And we don't really, we don't really critique that. I mean, I, I, I guess Teslas are a hard example because I know that they're like desirable partially because they're electric cars, but yes, I do hear what you're saying. I, I, the thing is too, it's not like when you do that, you're like, Ooh, a rich person. It's just like, Ooh, this item that symbolizes money. <laughs> Yeah. And I know that's tough because I, I, 
a car is tough because you could always default to that excuse of like, oh, I'm a car person, you know, and Teslas are cool. They're a very advanced car, but I don't, I don't know. It's just, it was just an example or like a Rolex. People see a Rolex, they're like, oh, he has a Rolex. You know, it's like a $10,000 watch. And it, it, so we perpetuate it. Like, it, and again, I know it's relatively subconscious because it's so ingrained in the culture we've been conditioned to be like, oh, nice thing. Let me gawk at it. Even yeah. though, what does it matter to you? That might be kind of shallow <laughs> of me, but um, I want you to talk about the the couple of bullets you put on your outline regarding labels. Let's see. What did I put? Oh, Kanye West. Let's <laughs> talk about Yeezys. <laughs> Okay, the biggest issue I have with his clothing line, which a lot of people had with his clothing line, was the fact that it's just like literally shit with holes in it. And it now all of a sudden symbolizes wealth, even though like people from the hood who may have holes in their clothes will literally get like ripped to shreds by society, no pun intended, because they have holes in their clothes when Kanye is literally selling the same shit for $300 and everybody's like, oh my God, fashion. It's just like, oh i hate it i also just hate kanye west sorry it's, i just yeah, say that from my chest he's a punk ass oh that rhymed you said i just hate kanye west it had to say that rhyme. from my chest am i dr seuss <laughs> <laughs> um but we yeah maybe we could have a fashion episode too because that whole thing is just exhausting but like the fashion industry they love to just like well, the, the fashion industry and its pundits and the people that uphold it, uh, and this includes like magazine editors and fashion commentators and all those people, they love to attack people for their looks and, and trends they perceive as lower class or of a certain quality. But then when it's flipped around and made by a person in the industry or another famous person and it's sold for high prices, they're just like, that yes. reminds me there's like this joke that somebody made that was like white people have been doing ghetto shit for years and they just call it life hacks <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and so it's like every time i see someone with a life hack it's like no you're just ghetto <laughs> oh my god but it's true it's like white people or even wealthy people will just like put a different label on it and call it theirs. And it's like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, no, this is the same thing that we've been doing. Y'all just don't like it because we're brown or we're poor or we're whatever. That's something that you think is undesirable. I just thought of another example, like back when Crocs were first a thing and they became popular on their own merit because they were like, oh, it's a comfy shoe and inexpensive. And then the fashion industry turned their backs on Crocs. They were like, these are ugly. These are stupid. They're indicative of poor people. And then I don't know exactly when that flip happened, but I do remember like Balenciaga, they put out their own version of Crocs that were like platform Crocs and they were a couple thousand dollars. And then Croc proper came back. And now like a pair of Crocs is like $55. And it's like, oh, Crocs are cool slides we all were wearing adidas slides in middle school and it was like gross and dumb and now that like gucci put some fucking fur on a slide and put the gucci colors on it or the gucci logo everybody and their brother wants a pair of slides like no exactly it's labels it's labels it's labels it's labels um labels. 
You also mentioned Apple in the outline. Oh my God. I was inspired by some news that came out today. So I don't know if you know what the tile company is. I do. I used to have one, but it sucked. Yes. Okay. Apple basically just made a tile, but Apple, and it's the same concept, same thing. They just made it. And it just makes me mad because they do this with everything. Obviously I have Apple products. So yeah, me too. I mean, whatever, but like, they just, they put, they, they remake stuff, add their own spin to it, make it like minimalistic gray color, put the Apple logo on it. And they're like, boom. And the world acts like Apple is just like this innovative company when really all they do is just remake stuff that already exists. But the branding is just like on point and the marketing and the money is there. (laughs) So it blows up and it's like, I feel bad now. Tile is going to go under because of this. They might not, but um, on April 20th, 2021 at 8.30 p.m. I'm going to say it, tile could go under because of this. <laughs> not to be rude, but like I said, I had a tile and it did not work properly. For those who don't know, at least I, I think they make other products now, but tile when I had one was something you could put on your keys or put in your wallet. And there was an app function where you can look in the app and if you lost your keys or your wallet, it was basically like a tracking device kind of. Um, and I believe that like if they were taken, the person couldn't deactivate it or something like that, but it didn't really work well for me. But anyway, yeah, but Apple also participates in um, the, I don't know if there's a word for it. I guess you could call it like tech culture. Just this idea that they want you to upgrade every year to their newest and latest phone or or tablet. Um, Like, I feel like Apple doesn't really have many incentives for trying to hold on to your product and, and make the best use of it. Um, and there's a reason why no matter what phone it is, you know, like the, the iPhone I have now at one point was the latest and greatest thing, but now instead of it, like, I don't know how to, how to put this because I don't personally feel this way, but a lot of people will look at my phone, even though this is a close to a thousand dollar, like really high tech device that millions, billions of people on earth don't have. People look at this phone and be like, Oh, it's outdated. And Apple is responsible for that. You know, Apple drives that narrative. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because they're constantly coming out with new products, it's like, and just because of the way that their branding is and blah, 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 they're seen as like the highest classiest piece of technology you could have. They have the power to do that. And it's super annoying. And then they charge like double every time they release a different version of the same item, even though there's like virtually nothing different about it. Yeah. And this might be a good segue into talking about corporations, because I do think that is an important component of the wealthy, because obviously a lot of wealthy people obtain their wealth through corporations, whether it's running them or taking advantage of them or profiting off of their stock. Um, So one thing I wanted to call attention to was this idea of corporate personhood, which is an actual legal thing. That is absolute BS. Like, so for those of you who don't know, cor- cor- corporate personhood is the legal notion that a corporation, uh, and this is separate from its, the, the humans associated with it. So like in the employees, the CEOs, whatever, that a corporation has some of the legal rights and responsibilities enjoyed by natural persons, like actual human beings. In other words, 
corporations have a legal right to be perceived as a human in a court of law and i want to know whose idea this was it was probably some fucker who was like who was who went from being a ceo of a company and somehow got into um office uh but it is the absolute dumbest thing on the planet and it's just again it's legalized corruption i don't know how this was able to happen honestly america doesn't surprise me but also still always continues to surprise me at the same time it's like i'm disappointed not surprised that's yeah but i didn't even know that was a thing but no exactly like it's the this has to do with our education system too which is also (laughs) fucked but we're like it seems to me that by process of just simply leaving it out of the conversation a lot of people are kept in the dark so to speak with these types of things that perpetuate wealth and corruption yeah and obviously the less that people know about something the less of a fuss they're going to put up (laughs) right of course but like you noted I mean actually I don't know enough about this topic to speak on it on a global level but there is just a shit ton of monopolization in this country of industries yeah I actually yeah I put that on here because I mean, my biggest thing with monopolization, like the most that I know about it is like in regards to social media. And I mean, we all know that Facebook will literally just buy any company that they see as a threat or that they see like could put up some genuine competition. I mean, and like hats off also to the Snapchat guys for staying private for so long. They're a public company now, but they're not on my Facebook. So (laughs) that's a win in (laughs) itself. But like, think about it. Facebook owns Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, more than that. I don't even know. They own a VR company now. Yeah. It's just like absolutely ridiculous now how something that started like, and here's the thing too. People are always, oh, capitalism breeds innovation. And it's like, anytime somebody has an innovative idea and like, is a capitalism success i guess you could say they're bought up by giant companies and their success is no longer theirs it's these giant media companies successes and it's just gross and i hate it and also something else that i also had no idea was a thing until i got to college was that like most or all of our media that we consume is owned by six companies. And like, when I found that out in college, I was absolutely shook. And it's just, it was in like a class where we were just talking about like general media stuff, but it just puts into perspective, like how rich people or like the owners of these large companies literally control everything about even how down to like how we think like we can create biases based on like things that we read that we believe or like things that we see or things that we hear and things that we experience or whatever so like the fact that a lot of that is controlled by these giant media mongols if that's the right word moguls moguls (laughs) sorry (laughs) media moguls that's scary you want to tell us what those six are? I read that really um, handy article that you linked to me. Well, everybody knows it's Disney is one of them. Um, like NBC, Comcast, uh, CBS, Viacom, News Corporation, and AT&T 
own pretty much everything that you consume, <laughs> literally down to like sports, entertainment, news outlets, everything that you see is controlled by these six companies. Whereas 40 years ago, 90% of media was owned by 50 different companies. Right. And that's, yeah, plays to how lots of things are becoming monopolized. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it, but these are just some things that I have noticed. Well, yeah. Line of work. Well, no, I definitely think that consolidation is becoming rather rampant, especially in the media space. Like I, I was, um, like for instance, when the Disney Fox deal went through, I think it was like four years ago at this point, I remember being shocked by that because essentially the industry was saying that Disney was going to control 40 to 45% of the box office. Now, obviously it's not a majority, but for one company, that's a little crazy. And the yeah. US government was like, sweet, we're going to approve that right well actually one iconic line from one of my professors um in college who taught me who taught not just me who taught us our class about the big six (laughs) she was like yeah they control everything that you see and then she said and who do you think is sitting at the top of these companies black lesbians and we were like "Uh." (laughs) and she was like no it's all straight white men (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I will never forget the like the look on her face, like the side, the loud silence that occurred in between when she said, "Who do you think is running this comp? These companies, black lesbians?" And we were all just like, "That's incredible." You're right. (laughs) It's not them. Yeah, Uh, but it's not just media that's monopoly obviously a lot of things are i i actually think i think back to the whole um the unfortunate weather incident in texas this past winter um where a lot of those blackouts those mass blackouts and lack of resources were i mean this is to simplify it but you could trace it back to the monopolization of the power grid in that state in particular in which one of uh, one company, I, I don't recall the name of it, the name of it off the top of my head, but one company controlled 90% of the power grids or something like that, that weren't federally regulated. Don't know how they got away with that. Um, but because they weren't federally regulated, they were out of date. And then when this unexpected storm happened, it caused deaths, it called suffering. And of course, um, less fortunate folks with less money suffer more than rich folks, which Leah also pointed out during the climate change episode. But I think we should move on to, there's a big chunk of this that we're not exploring, which I think is very interesting, which is the celebrity aspect of wealth and and fame and, and that aspect of, of the rich people of, of the rich. Cause I think it's, you know, I, I wrote in the outline that look, I wrote in the outline that celebrity influencer culture and, and just the Hollywood PR machine reinforce this misguided notion that there are quote unquote good rich people and quote unquote bad rich people. Um, and see, to me, like regardless of whether or not they're good or bad people, which I don't think anyone is necessarily good or bad, we're all gray. Um, which I know is a very like 
Oh, we're all gray. I know it's a very white woman on Facebook thing to say, but it's true. Like, like you, there's no one in this world that's like completely altruistic and there's no one who's like the just complete worst with no redeeming qualities. So I think that's a misguided notion. And regardless of whether they're good or bad, like extreme wealth hurts everyone when it goes unregulated, when it goes uncritiqued. And, and so I don't like that. And then also just like the uber rich people. So, I mean, I mean, Bezos and, and uh, Elon Musk are kind of exceptions because of how much wealth they have, but think about the hundreds and, and thousands of executives throughout this country and throughout the world. We don't know their names. You know, they have the benefit of, yeah. of lack of notoriety and they're still extremely wealthy. They're still in the 1%, the 5%. Um, so that's why I think it's interesting to talk about wealthy celebrity culture because they are in that spotlight and they take on a different meaning or even the people that are celebrities literally just because they're wealthy pretty much like i mean obviously the no the kardashians 100 (laughs) percent i was gonna try and justify them but no and like no i know i know what you're i know what you're saying I, i that's a little difficult i thought you were gonna say someone like bezos because he is famous because of his extreme wealth or, or Bill Gates. I mean, I guess you could argue that he's well, famous for invent for being the head of Microsoft or, but inventing the internet or whatever, but with the Kardashians, like their fame was bolstered by their media presence. Yes. No, no, no. I know. But I mean, like, think about the, how they achieved that media presence and how they even got into the social circles that they did. It started honestly because of wealth, but I mean, I was going to list more than the Kardashians, but they're one Go example. Off. Well, you already said the people I was going to say. Oh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> White men. Or like Paris, Paris Hilton. Mm-hmm. She... <laughs> Don't come for me. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, people that are famous or like were able to climb up the ladder of celebrity because they have money. It's just stupid. Yeah, I have to burp. Hold on. Okay, mute yourself, please, for the love of God. <sighs> Sorry, sometimes when it's coming, I actually muted myself earlier when I farted. So, thank you. Congrats! Oh my gosh, everyone, applaud! Zach did the thank bare you. minimum. Thank you, thank you. Um, just call me the American justice system because I did the bare minimum today. <laughs> um. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Um. Yeah, I I also, going back to like this idea of good and bad, like, sure, I'm sure that like there are tons of your favorite celebrities who are cool, you know, I'm sure Lady Gaga is super cool, but like that doesn't mean that the systems that inflate and maintain their wealth aren't flawed. And I think we we disregard that sometimes. And also like, you know, I'm not saying that they didn't earn their wealth. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, your favorite artist isn't talented. Well, it depends on who the artist is. Um, but, you know, I'm not saying that Lady Gaga or Beyonce, they're not talented, that they didn't earn their wealth, but we have to deconstruct this idea of what earning is. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people, there's tons of people that work very, very hard. Like, like okay, I will, I will die on this hill. Teachers, it drives me fucking insane yeah. that teachers get paid for shit when they are literally sculpting the future of, the world, like quite literally teachers have so much impact and they get paid for shit. 
so that's you want to tell me that's not working hard but they're not yeah, getting paid so don't come at and me and then with they like, still have to spend tons of their own money to like build a classroom and exactly. make it yeah no again working Ugh. hard does not guarantee you any american dream so don't come at me with that right that's the thing people always want to be like oh this person is lazy or blah 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 and it's like uh no what oh god I'll, yeah. i will get heated and also nepotism is rampant in Hollywood too. So quite literally like, yeah, you might be talented, but you wouldn't have gotten that audition or that opportunity or that singing gig if your parent hadn't already done that first. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't care how, how cool they are, how good people they are, you know, they're wealthy. And I also briefly, just cause this really annoys me. So I th- I feel like influencers which is a pretty new phenomenon. Obviously they, they were birthed by social media, um, but they're their own particular brand of annoying because a lot of them are quite wealthy, um, but also because it's a new phenomenon, a vast majority of them are young and stupid. Um, so I wanted to, I, the example I thought of was how like wealthy influencers, particularly some YouTubers, I'm going to name names, um, Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star, who are awful human beings for other reasons. Um, Gigi Gorgeous. They all did that bullshit wearing Walmart clothes for a week challenge, like quote unquote challenge, which just like completely dehumanizes anyone and everyone that shops at Walmart for their clothing. And for what, like for views, for content, get the fuck out of here. Like that, no, that honestly makes me so mad and drives me up the wall to think of that as a challenge like that's people's lives and while you can go out and buy like you know jeffree star i've seen your closet tour i don't know why i wasted 20 minutes on that but like i see what you can afford and you're out here being like oh we're gonna wear walmart clothes for a week jeffree first of all that imitation of jeffree star thank you i didn't say the n-word though (laughs) so it wasn't completely accurate Um, he also did a video that was like going wearing TJ Maxx makeup. And that was also along the lines of extremely cringy for the fact that like, that's all that some people can afford. And he was just like, oh my God, this is so gross. This is open or like, has this expired? And oh my God, I'm going to get a, what do you say? Oh, I'm going to get a, a chemical burn from using this product and blah, blah, blah. It was like, okay. No, like that really, that kind of shit really goes to show you how little those types of people think about folks outside their circles, like the common folk. And the the thing that gets to me too is the lack of self-awareness when it comes to appreciating your fans. Because yeah, like in Hollywood, nepotism is rampant, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, the consumers are what drive the product. So the consumers of media, your views, whatever, they're upholding your wealth. Like we're, we're helping you in a sense. And who do you think are the people that shop at TJ Maxx for their makeup? the common fan and you're just like spitting in their face, so to speak. Well, but that's the problem too, is that these people don't have to think because they're rewarded for their recklessness. They get hundreds of millions of views for doing all this cringy stuff. And so they have no reason to question it because it pays off every single time. And now finally we're starting to see that they're being held accountable, but for things other than the stuff that they're doing that we're, that we're talking about, like, 
like James Charles is finally being demonetized on YouTube for being a predator, even though people have said this before, things like this have happened before. He's done so many other things. And it's like, this was the last straw this. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's also done that bullshit, like using elf makeup or something like that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just shit drives me up the wall. And, And this brings me to the point that I just think rich people, particularly celebrities to just shut up i mean I, I think about the celebrities that we generally perceive as like good and wholesome it's because they they don't flaunt their wealth they don't flash their wealth the first person that came to mind and this might be a little hard because he's a thirst trap but i thought of chris evans like chris evans he doesn't he's not out here being like look at the man is a millionaire he he has money but he's not out here flaunting it so in our eyes we're like oh he's so wholesome he's good also have you seen any of the content from his website a starting point no i don't even know what that is okay this will make you even happier he has used his platform to create this website called a starting point where like local legislators can connect or people like in an area can connect with their legislators through this website. And he's been hosting like video chats with other legislators and um, like Instagram lives. And they're talking about like real shit, like police reform. And he's like actually calling them out on stuff. Like he himself is on the call, like talking about issues that a lot of non-rich people face. Oh, that's pretty dope. Maybe he is a a real one then. He is. (laughs) I mean, I might be a little biased. But I do love him. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong with him. He can't be that attractive and have that dick and do all this good <laughs> shit. There's got to be something. I feel like that was the flaw. The fact that he accidentally posted his own nude no. on Instagram. <laughs> no, if I had to call it, I bet he sleeps with his eyes open or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> every time i remember that he did that it just cracks me up like how how (laughs) um but anyway i i noted some other people you know like i I feel like oprah chrissy teigen like folks that have a i guess and social media plays a big part in this so i guess folks that we could consider as having a positive social media presence now granted these people have teams these people Mm -hmm. have teams that as much as chrissy teigen wants to be like yeah, this is my Twitter account. They're, they have teams. They have publicists. Oh, she literally you know. posted a text from her assistant where her assistant was like, oh, you accidentally posted a Snapchat story with your nipples out, so I deleted it. Like, they all have her passwords. Yeah. They have access to her account. Like, we know. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a highly curated thing. And yeah, so I just think the rich should just shut up. Like you said, that goddamn imagine shit. Like, think of, <laughs> if you go back and, if you go back and watch that video, I watched a video again after we recorded our pandemic thing <laughs> that you'd be surprised the amount of people that participated in that, the amount of celebrities that you would, that you like, like, like celebrities you think could, would not do something that fucking stupid they did. And it's like, just shut up like just shut up it would be it's better for all of us dumbest thing on the planet and they all were like oh my god we're doing the world such good like yeah let's come together and and sing even though none of us can actually sing yeah i hate to say this but like think about i'm, I'm gonna be a grandpa again for a second but obviously social media is relatively young mm-hmm. guess what celebrities were still able to exist 
without social media for about a hundred years in the Honestly, film and music should industry exist without social media because yeah. they clearly don't know how to operate no, it that's what i'm saying <laughs> shut up and just give us your talent like focus They're on the talent this is fuck yeah <laughs> like now granted, that's why and this is why everybody's but, like oh cancel culture is this new thing brought on by millennials and no Gen it's Z. not it's like no cancel culture is a thing because y'all do stupid shit on the daily and we have it literally documented per permanently with a time stamp on the internet like it's not us it's y'all yeah now granted i'm not saying that if folks if like movie stars and musicians from 60 years ago if 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 they had social media that this wouldn't happen like oh it would 100% still happen oh 100% like we would have definitely had a video of john wayne saying the n-word or some shit (laughs) (laughs) you know like 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 come on um so yeah, they just need to shut up. <laughs> Do you have anything else pressing you want to discuss? Because I did want to end on somewhat of a positive note. Um, no, let's let's end on our positive note, shall we? Okay, so to some, well, to some people, this might not be positive, but uh, I think we should explore socialism in this country in a meaningful <laughs> way. Um, okay, I'm not that guy that's going to be like, capitalism is 100% all horrible, but there's this little thing called democratic socialism that exists and it's Mm -hmm. called, it's more than a happy medium. Um, It's just, there are very, very few politicians fighting for this. Um, We got to give a shout out to our, uh, I don't even know the, the, I don't don't know if I could do her justice with the title, but Miss Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Cortez um, and her idea of the the marginal tax rate. That's a good starting point, I think. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the marginal tax rate is, listeners, it's this idea that you tax the wealth, the wealthy marginally based on their income to a certain point. And idiotic rich people and idiotic poor people <laughs> that support rich people, aka conservatives, they seem to think that a marginal tax bracket stops the bucket like thir- so so when you say there's like a 30 percent marginal tax bracket idiotic conservatives hear that and they're like you're gonna take away 30 percent of my that was my water bottle excuse me you're gonna take away 30 percent of my wealth no honey we're gonna take away 30 percent of a percentage of your wealth up to a certain point so like 30 percent of the first right million you make or something like that that's what right. that means and that would go a shit ton of a long way towards providing funding for a shit ton of things that aren't well funded um evening out that gap uh and that's socialism like that is an aspect of socialism and i don't understand why so many people have an issue with it i think it's because they don't understand they're, what that means not. yes exactly they're uneducated i saw like a tiktok that was like some guy I don't even remember. It was just like some Trump supporter talking about, I don't even remember what it was, honestly, but basically he was like, well, yes, it was basically like him not understanding socialism and then like calling this other guy stupid, this guy, other guy who was black. And then like these two white guys came up to him and like gave him the definition of socialism and then he was like, oh, I was wrong. And they're like, well, you called this guy an idiot for saying that. And he was like, oh, no. Like, he, 
it's one, the refusal to be wrong. And two, the lack of education around the issues that we're saying like are important and that we should look into. <laughs> I'm sorry. That didn't make any sense. What I just no, said. No, it didn't. No, I completely understood you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's uh, yeah. truly grown inducing. But yeah, I think I, I genuinely believe that democratic socialism is the path forward. The problem is that it, this is we're, we've went into problems with a lot of things, you know, that we can do as much grassroots shit as we want. But at the end of the day, it's the people on Capitol Hill that are that it's their job to implement actual change in legislation mm-hmm. on the wealthy to right. let's lead to equal out this divide a little bit more than it is. Um, it's a pretty big gap right now. And I just genuinely don't believe this is actually something um I'm the most hopeless about in terms of change. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm less hopeless about climate change than I am about the the wealth gap because it's just a fact that the folks up on Capitol Hill, a shit ton of them, are millionaires. Yes, that should just automatically They're, not be a low. And they exactly. Yeah, I I I genuinely don't understand why senators, Congress people can invest in stocks while they serve on these committees, while they serve in office. Right. It makes no sense. And the fact that like, like uh, uh, Kristen Gillibrand, who's a senator for Minnesota, I believe she, she had a failed bid for the presidency last year, but um, she introduced legislation that was basically like they can invest up to a certain point and they have to d- disclose their investments. And mm-hmm. I remember this interview I watched with her where she was like, that's basically the best I could do. And even then it's still, we're still like pining for support. And that's the thing. It's like the wealthy protect their own. And I, when you have them up in the government doing this shit and they've been doing it for years, decades, even, you know, how long Nancy Pelosi has been involved in politics. And this is, this is to all the potential conservative listeners that are listening to this and think that progressives won't come after their own. Nancy Pelosi is a Democrat. She's fucking corrupt. And a lot of her cronies are corrupt too. Not only is she corrupt, but like, she says the most batshit crazy stuff. (laughs) Like I saw a video of her today, literally basic no not even basically she was literally thanking george floyd for dying for the justice system to work the way that it was operated to work or the way that it was designed to operate like girl what she i mean like nobody actually thinks that considers george floyd like a martyr he's not someone who's like sacrificing his life for the cause he should not have died and she literally got up on a podium and was like thank you george for like dead ass thanking him for dying and it's like what what i hate that that's the democrat that people always try and go to or not people conservatives will be like oh is this your people it's like no "No, but no but (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Progressive politicians piss me off almost as much as conservative ones, just because like, it, again, it has to do with it, just like the hopelessness, like the fact that they they claim to stand on the side of progressives and then engage in this really anti-progressive behavior, especially when it comes to money. And she's not yeah. the only one, you know, th- like Michael Bloomberg, Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg could have been president oh and God. the controversial statement he would have been worse than Trump in terms of in terms of fiscal responsibility, because Michael Bloomberg is a billionaire. 
and he would he was about to come up in office i don't even want to know the corruption that would have been taking place um thankfully his election bid also failed but yeah there's a shit ton of progressives that are corrupt as fuck when it comes to money and politics and that's why like the few like little tiny strings we have to pull at are people like aoc that are fresh and young um that hopefully are able to make some moves while we're still alive but yeah it's a very hopeless situation to me in terms of uh, in terms of shortening that wealth gap in this country and beyond because the wealthy have infiltrated our government and make no mistake that has been the case for decades for decades yeah i also just found this out last week that in other countries american politics is taught to their children as being all right even leftists are actually right because (laughs) because america is not left enough or not like radical enough and it's ridiculous it's insane and the fact that conservatives will call people like joe biden and kamala harris the radical left it's like (laughs) it's really hilarious (laughs) remember when trump was calling biden a socialist on the debate stage oh my god my mom your homework my guy (laughs) literally got like a pamphlet in the mail that was like oh watch out for the radical left and it had pictures of biden kamala and aoc and i was like yeah okay that's funny (laughs) (laughs) i will say this not even aoc is radical enough honestly really I mean, the gibberish about children in cages is absolutely ridiculous to me. It's like, sis, pick a side, please. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I never, like, you know, we never said she was perfect. I mean, obviously she's still doing great things. Like I don't worship politicians the way that Trump supporters worship their politician, but I mean, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I will say I am guilty of like, putting AOC into a beam of light as like this (laughs) the potential savior but you're right like when you look at it realistically like it's just one person one person has the potential to make an impact and change history but one person can't get a job done on their own especially in the system of government that we've set up exactly like at the end of the day she needs to be reelected in order to do shit and it's like some people will say literally anything to get (laughs) reelected (laughs) <laughs> this is true i just had like i flash back to the four years of collective trauma that almost got trump re-elected yeah got him elected in the first place but anyway this isn't the politics episode and i love how i we said we were going to end on a positive note and we just no did I'm not. Uh, <laughs> um but we can wrap this up and on a on a this is a positive note next week we do have another guest we are finally having i don't even want to say the other the second leah harris joining yes. us yes for episode finally eight. um <laughs> the wonderful queen leah harris joining us for next episode i am very excited because she's about to speak her mind i'm very excited as well i i i'm just also excited because we haven't talked to her like face to face in a long time so oh, that's this will be good, true this will be a good time that's true. The last time I talked with her, I was drunk and she was probably a little drunk too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I miss her. I miss her presence, her energy. And I think she's going to be a wonderful contribution to next week's episode. Yes. Not sure. to, not to set the expectations too high, Leah, if you're listening to this. Oh, wait, <laughs> she's going to be listening to this 
after we after record. we record. So, yeah. so... never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I think this was a, a fruitful conversation. Yes, I agree. I I learned a lot personally. I learned that a uh, boon was a word. <laughs> that was your takeaway. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'm still very confused. N- not corporate personhood. I mean, it's more that of a too. negative fun it's, fact. Although you don't yeah. like the word boon. Yeah, and just that's gonna be in my nightmares for sure. Tell me something that sounds like a slur with that's not an actual slur. I think boon would be one of those words. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Have you seen those TikToks that are like something and then the sound is like, I'd rather you just call me a slur. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love those. Oh, <laughs> minorities make the best internet content (laughs) if you are white and a man and cis and hetero just put the phone down honestly you're not funny (laughs) unless you're chris evans i mean chris evans isn't even funny he just does the dumbest shit (laughs) (laughs) oh god anyway should we say have a good night to our listeners yes have a good night everyone Wait, that was too cheery to be a real have a good night. Have a good night. Should I do my have a good night in my Jeffree Star voice that you said was good? (laughs) Yeah, do it. Okay, I'm going to try my best. Hi, how are you? Have a good night. (laughs) Bye, sisters. Ew, okay, bye. Stop the recording. Stop the recording.